Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Hello, and welcome back for another episode of Ask T-Bone on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. I'm T-Bone. And today we have a really good question. Actually, they're all good questions if they make it to the podcast. So the question submitted was, I have a quick question regarding 3D CBCT imaging units. I am considering selling my regular pan unit and upgrading to a cone beam. I would like a unit that can support my practice well into the future. We are starting to place more implants, doing more IV sedations with complicated third molar extractions, etc., in the future, we would like to add CAD CAM at some point, so I'd like a unit that could support that best as well. Do you have any suggestions? Do you have any contacts or ideas for potential used or demo units that could potentially save money? The expense is my major drawback at this point, but we going we are growing tired of sending patients out for scans. Thoughts, Alex. So, Alex, it's a great question, and um, there's multiple things here. So. Here's where I'd like to address this. So I think this may be a, a setup question, quite honestly, because as a Serona speaker and trainer, I, th- I would have to say that I'm clinically biased, not financially biased, but clinically biased to their products. And I think what I'm seeing a lot of questions on in the marketplace is I can buy a less expensive cone beam or there's a deal on a cone beam. And I would caution people against that. One. Let me say this, okay? Nearly all the cone beams on the market take a great image. Okay, they all do a good job of that. They all do a good job of being accurate, of having good image quality, some better than others, but they're all there, okay? I think to me, the real choice in cone beam is not about price. Price should be the last thing. The first thing that you should ask yourself is what size field of view do I need? In other words, how big of a cone beam area do I need? And in my opinion, the minimum size you should consider getting is a 10 by 10. And the reason I say that is I want you to get at least the equivalent of a Panorex from a cone beam, because then that allows you to bill a reconstructed pan to dental insurance for your Panorexes. And if you're not producing the volume size of a Panorex, I believe that would be incorrect to bill that out as a reconstructed Panorex. So I think that's the minimum size. 10 by 11 or 10 by 10 would be the minimum size that I would consider getting. And then, you know, after you determine what size you need, also the 10 by 10 will get you 
the full mandible, the full maxilla, third molars, majority of the sinus, if not all the sinus, and often will get you the majority of the airway on nearly all your patients. So to me, as a GP or as any dentist, I would say that would be the minimum size you would want. The next question, would you want to go up to a larger field of view, something that's a 15 by 15 or you know somewhere around that ballpark, a centimeters I'm talking about here. And that typically will get you all those things, plus the entire sinus, maybe part of the spine as well. And it will also get you the joints in nearly all your pictures and will be able to produce a cephalometric from your cone beam as well. So, you know, that's the first question I would ask myself in terms of when I'm choosing a cone beam. And in a perfect world, you would have a machine that has different field sizes. In other words, so if I saw a patient with that was literally just having pain in the lower right-hand side and I wanted a 3D of just one or two teeth, I could take a 5 by 5 scan. I would do that. So, listen, the radiation dose is not anything necessarily less when you take a smaller field of view with a machine that produces a you know normal size field of view. And then, you know, so I would look at those things. So a perfect world, you'd have a machine that does all of those volume sizes along the way. And then the next thing I would ask myself is, what is the possibility of future integrations? And when I say future, I don't mean future from the company you're buying it from, but future from what you expect your practice to be doing. And whatever you think your practice is going to be doing, shoot for above and beyond that because you will be doing more than you realize that you'll be doing because, you know, would you have thought that you needed a cone beam or even consider cone beam radiology, you know, 10 years ago or when you first started your practice? So you can't predict the future to a certain degree, but you should buy technology that is somewhat prepared for the future and especially technology that has, you know, a six-figure price tag on it, okay? So those are the things I look for. Now, what do I consider at today's date a minimum standard for a cone beam? First and foremost, it's got to have implantology. It's got to be able to plan implants, order surgical guides. And to me, this type of software has to be built in to the workflow. In other words, what I mean by this is the same software that captures your 3D image would also allow you to plan your implantology. Now, you could almost always export your DICOM and import it into an implant planning software, but that's just one more step. That's a step of exporting the data and then a step of importing the data. So my suggestion would be a self-enclosed software that captures and plans the implantology. Now, I would also want a software or a cone beam that allows me to do airway segmentation. Now, this is going to be, you know, fewer and fewer that allow that. And the reason for that is it's going to really allow you to create awareness for sleep apnea therapy and sleep apnea treatment in your practice. So that would be important. And then I would say unbelievably important for me would be the ability to integrate CAD CAM data into your cone beam. So if your software doesn't allow you to do those things, directly capture do implantology from that direct capture, do airway from that direct capture, and allow you to import CAD CAM data directly into the software, I would not consider that. So those should be done today. Not, hey, we're coming out with that six months, year from now, two years from now, or, or you know, those things. That should be something that can be done today. So to me, that's a minimum standard there. So that hopefully helps you understand in, in terms of how I would choose to do that. Now, 
everybody says, you know, they're financially not ready. No one is financially ready to spend that kind of money. You know, by the time you get to that point where you're financially ready to just plop out that kind of money, honestly, you're well past that point. The truth is, in business, you often have to take some risks. And in my talks, I often talk about how you got to this position was by taking a risk. And that sometimes we don't take risks anymore. And this is why our practices stay stagnant. So I would encourage you that if you're close to it, I would consider taking a risk, especially if you're like Alex here who says, hey, we're doing more implants, we're doing more third molars. That tells me that's a practice that's expanding the scope of services. So you can't base your business plan on what you're doing today, but what you expect to be doing a year, 18 months, 24 months from now. Because in today's world, you can buy this technology, you can do a bank skip where you can skip it for six months, which gives you time to implement it into your practice and then have the money to pay for it along the way. So I would say, you know, you got to take a little bit of a risk. Now, in terms of used or demo units, certainly you should talk to your distributor about, you know, if they often have people that are trading in units for bigger units, they may be able to assist you in working with somebody. They may have demo units that they're trying to get rid of. And then, of course, you could always look at the used market on eBay and different places like that. I would caution in the used market. Sometimes you'll get defective products or products that are no longer warranted and you'll be left holding the bag. So you have to be cautious about buying used products. I'm not against used products, just have to be cautious in when you're doing that. So last part here is we are growing tired of sending patients out for scans. Listen, I tried that in the beginning nine years ago when I bought my cone beam machine, and it was a disaster. Not because it didn't work and not because some patients didn't go, but the problem was some patients went and most patients did not go. I'm a big believer that if you have technology, you should utilize it. If you have access to a 3D machine in your office, you can't die. You, it's, see, to me, the real beauty of 3D imaging is you're seeing what you didn't know was there. And see, oftentimes you're sending out for scans once you've already got case acceptance. And to me, 3D is about creating that case acceptance. So you don't know, and the patient doesn't know what's possible. So if you don't have access to that imaging in your practice on demand, to me, it's really a broken model. So in my opinion, now this is just my opinion, 3D imaging, outsourcing it to scan centers is a broken model for the progressive general practice. So hopefully that makes sense. And again, I encourage you to submit questions by visiting www.tbonespeaks.com. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. 
In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.